This is what's happening in your world tonight. It's the news update from Game Time Decisions. Good afternoon, everybody. I'm Cam Stewart with your fantasy sports news update. Three teams in the mix for a possible deal for Seahawks star defender Frank Clark. The New York Jets, Indianapolis Colts, and Kansas City Chiefs are among the teams that have discussed a potential trade with the Seahawks. Seattle's believed to be opening to trading the pass-rushing threat ahead of Thursday's NFL draft, and they're seeking a first-rounder in compensation for Clark. He notched a career-high 13 sacks last season, but his contract demands might be a little bit too pricey for Seattle. The 25-year-old is... uh, yet to sign his $17.1 million franchise tag as he pursues a long-term deal. The Buffalo Bills have inked running back T.J. Yeldon to a two-year deal. Yeldon coming off a 104-carry season, which he totaled just 404 yards and one touchdown on the ground. Buffalo now with a crowded backfield of LaShawn McCoy, Frank Gore, and Yeldon. Peyton Manning has declined an opportunity to join ESPN's Monday Night Broadcast crew. The 43-year-old has been a hot commodity among broadcasting outlets since he's retired, but uh, yet he hasn't bitten on any offers. He's doing a lot of commercials, though, and raking in the cake. Jury selection begins for the second trial in the NCAA hoop bribery scandal today in Manhattan. The trial of business manager Christian Dawkins and ex-amateur league director Merle Code began today in court. Testimony in the trial surrounds bribes paid to assistants and some coaches involved at these schools, South Carolina, Oklahoma State, Arizona, and USC, these now ex-coaches have pleaded guilty and are awaiting sentence, and Dawkins and Code have pleaded not guilty to all charges. We have a pair of games in the NBA tonight. Things get going at 8 o'clock with the Detroit Pistons hosting the Milwaukee Bucks. Bucks laying 12.5 points on the road, total 221. Milwaukee dominating this series big time, 3 to nothing, and they're looking for an easy four-game sweep. The late game, 10.30 tonight, Utah. They host the Houston Rockets. Houston laying three points on the road over under 214.5. Houston hammering Utah as well, up three to nothing. They're looking for a sweep as well. Two games in the NHL playoffs tonight at seven o'clock. We have Washington and Carolina. Carolina laying 125 over under set at five and a half. Caps up three to two in the best of seven series. Second game on the double bill at 8:30 as Dallas hosts Nashville. <clears throat> Stars laying 135 over under is five. Dallas up three to two in this series, looking to move on to round two with a win. The Blue Jays are going to call up Vladimir Guerrero Jr. soon, just not uh, next Tuesday. It was originally reported that he would make his MLB MLB debut Tuesday against the San Francisco Giants. That's not going to happen, but reports indicate it will happen very soon after that. Jays pitcher Matt Shoemaker, too, off to a great start, done for the year with an ACL injury. Lots of baseball action tonight. Two games get the night started at 7.05. Chicago White Sox laying 130 at Baltimore. Total 9.5, Banaloos versus Hess. Arizona at Pittsburgh. Pirates minus 135, seven and a half. Godley versus Musgrove. Three games at 710. Kansas City at Tampa Bay. Rays minus 170, over under eight. Keller versus Chirinos. Detroit takes on Boston. Red Sox minus 227 and a half. Boyd versus Sale. Philly, threat the New York Mets. Mets minus 120, over under eight and a half. Arietta versus Mats. Milwaukee and St. Louis slated for 745. The Cards minus 160, eight and a half. Hauser versus Flaherty. At 810, we have Minnesota taking on Houston in Houston. Astros minus 189 and a half. Odorizzi versus Peacock. 840, Washington at Colorado to battle the Rockies at Coors. Rockies minus 125, total 11. Ellickson versus Anderson. And two games at 1007 complete the sked. Yankees at Angels. It's a pick 'em. Eight and a half. Half versus Harvey there. And Texas is at Oakland. The A's, after getting swept by the Blue Jays, laying 50 cents. Eight and a half is your over under. Minor versus Bassett. 
Stick around, everybody. We have games galore, NFL draft talk with Kent Summers from Arizona. We'll talk about the team with the first pick in the draft and Mike Blewett. So, so much to talk about. We got tons of gambling picks for the NHL and NBA playoffs. Stick around. I'm Cam Stewart. Gabe Morency hosts Red Heat and Rage Radio. It's coming up next on the network. Stay tuned, everybody. Let's have a good one. All you have to decide is what to do with the time that is given to you. Game time decisions. All right, let's roll. Game time decisions. Ready to raise the radio. Fantasy Sports Radio Network. iHeart Radio. Now on YouTube as well. I'm Gabriel Morenci. Throwing it down on this uh, Monday, Monday, Monday. The Raging Redhead Cam Store. What's going on, Cam? Yeah, what's happening, Morenci? A couple uh, NBA games. We can get some sweep, sweep, sweeps tonight. We'll see what happens. And uh, as usual, the Leafs can't take advantage of home ice, and we have a game seven. What are we going to do? Uh, what are we going to do? We're going to ask Yang if he can to uh, turn his freaking mic off. Come on, Yang. We're about like 30 seconds into the show, bro, here. So if we can uh, lose Monday. the background noise. Monday. Dear God, man. Hey. All right. So if we can lose the, the, uh, the background noise. Uh, that was the morning a nice show, start. Gabe. How you doing? Uh, I'm okay. Okay, good, 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 good. Why? I just yeah, like to I see asked? you rattled on Monday. I don't, you know, we had a lot of trials and tribulations last week, me and my uh, health, and, you know, I just want to make sure everything's okay today. Nice and smooth. Yeah. Yeah, no, the, morning, the morning show was fine. The spirited yeah, show, good show, thank you. <laughs> um, it's, a, it's a decent show, and hopefully we have a decent show uh, today as well. Yes. Yeah. You stay up last night, watch that hockey game. That was pretty crazy, man. Woo-hoo. Oh, I did wow. it. I did it. Oh, um, it was wild. And it's not wild not that game. I didn't stay up for it, but I fell asleep like before it even started. <laughs> oh, I don't blame you. You're up in the morning. I stayed up and watched and I'll tell you something, man, Vegas just dominating. And uh, I, I got to give San Jose a lot of credit. Like they all, were a team game. They just kept on dumping and dumping and dumping. And you know what happens? Usually it's a cheesy goal that ends in and it was. So uh, we got a game seven there too. crazy Tuesday night, buddy Leafs and Bruins sharks in Vegas. Lots of fun in the basketball playoffs, too. Maybe the Raptors up three to one. We can move on and uh, take this dark cloud and curse off the city of Toronto. Um, yeah, the Raptors will be fine against Orlando. The big one is, is uh, the Boston Bruins. But I got to be honest, man. Like, yeah, I didn't have the best of weekend, Cam. The morning show was fine, thanks. But uh, the picks over the weekend, you know, it's, you know, it's a lot like um, betting every day is a lot like the playoffs. There's emotional roller coasters, right? go up you go down and the big key to, to to betting and the big key in the playoffs as well never lose two days in a row or two games in a row right bill walsh yes. former san francisco 49er head coach uh used to talk about that like he didn't mind losing a game ever really he was never really all that mad he just said guys we can't lose we can't lose two games in a row though right we can't we can't lose two games in a row and unfortunately i lost two games in a row we had a great week last week, Cam. We, we won five days in a row, Monday through Friday, winners every day. Yeah. Saturday, loser. Sunday, loser. Um, as I was on the Toronto Maple Leafs yesterday. And I thought, you know what? When I got that first goal, I was feeling pretty good about things. Me me too, buddy. I was feeling pretty good about it. But uh, as usual, they take the foot off the, the gas. And uh, that's what I've told you about this team, Gabe. It's a real problem. Um, they just don't know how 
when you have a one nothing lead and the fans behind you, all of a sudden you just start playing lax. Boston scores that 1-1 goal and they go to sleep and then they wake up in the third period and expect uh, to come back and win. That's the issue that I have with these guys. You know, they never know how to play a 60-minute game. Babcock better have them ready. The good news for them is they've played well in Boston before and won, so maybe. Yeah. But um, it's just yeah. frustrating, though. This team, they they, they know they, they could have taken care of their business. They seem to be more responsible on the road. Yes. They seem, yes. They seem yes. to do all these things that they can't do that we talk about on the road. I know. At least a I little know. bit better. They get caught up in it, Cam. Like, they won that game at home last week, and I should have known that they would get caught up in it, and they'd go back to their... They're one-on-one ways the next game. It's like they 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 win a game and they think like they're great and oh no look, we're just you know it's, <laughs> they don't get it. it. It's sixty minutes, like every second, every shift. You can't let up. You can't let up. If Yang was a hockey player, he'd be a leaf. <laughs> Keep the mic on. Go to the offensive zone. Pretty good, but he has a hard time like playing for sixty minutes. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. to start the game, but we got out of it. Still scoreless. Game time decisions. Ready, ready, radio for that sports and radio network. Uh, Ken Summers will join us. Arizona Spectral uh, Sports. Uh, local uh, local beat writer for the Arizona Cardinals. Good get. Uh, of course, Arizona Cardinals hold the, uh, the top pick in the upcoming National Football League uh, draft. A lot of stuff to talk about when it pertains to this draft. Will they take Kyler Murray? The odds makers believe so. 10 to 1. Favorite. To be the uh, the first player uh, taken overall, I find it very fascinating. About right after Kyler Murray, there was a lot of talk about well, is it Nick Bosa? Is it Quentin Williams? And I gotta believe that the the just sort of hourly by hourly updates on Nick Bosa's Twitter and Instagram, in which people just find more stuff that at this point it's pretty hard to say that he's not racist. At least you know. He's not really even hiding it, to be honest. I mean, he's retweeting stuff. He's liking stuff. He's liked a bunch of homophobic stuff. So it'll be interesting to see if it matters in a National Football League. And I don't, quite frankly, I don't think it matters with the owners because I think most of the owners are racist in the National Football League. You know, it'll matter with some players. Will it matter with coaches? Um, You know, I don't know. Let's bring in Mike Blewett, who's going to be live on this network on Thursday night during this draft. Well, this uh, transpires. Mike Blewett joins us. What's going on, Mike? Uh, what's up, fellas? I will be live. It'll be uh, myself, Emery Hunt, Dane Martinez, uh, maybe other people like yourself calling in to uh, criticize or rejoice in who the Bills pick and maybe Cam and who the Seahawks pick. So looking forward to it. It's going to be a fun night. 
Uh, yeah, I try not to be one of those guys that like boos people at the draft. Yeah. Yeah, like, <laughs> so, yeah. How do you know? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. It's, like, it's one of those things. It's like it, people yeah. are like, the kid just got drafted. I've never understood that too. It's like, oh, why'd you do oh, this? And oh, oh boo, oh. boo, you're putting the kid. And, and half the time, the kids turn out to be great. Like it's just, just wait. It takes a while, you know. But people are very impatient these days, Gabe and Mike. You know that. I remember Nick fans booed the hell out of Chris Tasperzingis, and then they cried when he got yes, traded. I was, yeah. exactly. Great I was point. just going to use that example. And Excellent they booed point. a guy that, uh, frankly, they didn't know anything about. And I'd be lying if I said I knew a lot about him. And I'm I don't know anything about anybody. Euro basket. Right. <laughs> you can go outside Euro the draft. League. I don't like doing it. Like, it's mean-spirited because you're just making people look stupid. But if they're willing to do it, I guess. But. You could go outside the draft and ask people and make up a name. Should they take Quazan Shazam? Yeah, you know, third yeah, overall. Yeah. The Jets better not pass on Quazan Shazam, man. Great, great player. Oh, you got to take him. Got to take him, right? Like, and I've seen it firsthand. I've seen those videos. Jimmy Kimmel was the first one, Cam, years ago. He went outside the NFL draft in New York at Radio City Music Hall in the old days. And um, he made up a bunch of names. And he said, should the Jets take this guy? And people were like, oh, yeah, good wide. And they were like, yeah, good wide receiver. Huh? They went along with it, man. Same same bozos in their jet jerseys and giant jerseys and stuff, booing everybody at the draft. They don't even know who's real and who's not. Right. right. I agree. Um, you know, this Nick Bosa thing, to your point, is picking up a lot of steam. Uh, I don't think it will really matter. You know, I, I don't know that it mattered that much in MLB. The guys later got no. under the bus for – exactly the better part of a week and it blew over and you know so is it just I, acceptable to be a racist the content now? of the tweets obviously but do we you and i talked about it last year how much are we going to prosecute in public the 17 year old that sends the off-color tweet it's wrong uh, 17 my tweet it's, it's not like it, it's one of those things where i'm not going to give a 17 year old a pass you know I'm exactly what pass. you're doing at that. You know, yeah, exactly. You know what you're doing at that age. And you talk about, yeah, the hater stuff. Oh, what the guy have to do? Take a course on, uh, you know, being a yeah. nicer person or whatever. It's absolutely BS, yes, man, the, the way they handle The league shows that they don't Joke. really care that much. No, they don't. They don't. And it's insulting to, to tell people that they well, do. Society they take does some it. meaningless course. Society <laughs> yep, does it right. as a whole. I mean, there was a politically correct era that we went through. And I think it got too, too, it went too far. It was overblown. But now there's like a big pullback to the other way where it's like, well, it doesn't matter. And listen, I'm not saying ban the, I'm not saying ban the kid from the National Football League, but I'm saying when he tweets that San Francisco is a hellhole and he doesn't want to live there, and I'm the San Francisco 49ers, and I see that he retweets uh, homophobic slurs um, and, and other stuff. Then I'm looking, I'm like, well, we could take Quentin Williams, who doesn't think that San Francisco is a hellhole and hasn't tweeted out a bunch of homophobic stuff. <laughs> or we could take this kid. I, you know, I think San Francisco is going to pass on him, Mike. I think given that, given the things that have been discovered about him, I, I think it would be smart to do it. It's hard to sell guys like that to the local community. Um. And I, I think as many mistakes as Jed York has made in running the 49ers, I think he has at least shown to have a sense of social responsibility and a social conscience, especially considering the diverse nature of his city and his area. He sort of has to there. Yeah. 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 
he, he sort of has to do this. So the question is then the New York Jets. Do you think the New York Jets have no problem taking him? Let's say let's say Kyler Murray goes first overall, which is expected. And then there's the second pick overall. Now, it's not like taking Quinn and Williams is a drop off, right? No. A lot of people think he's a better Somebody football player. He's the best player. Yeah. Yeah. So and I know the Niners like him a lot. I was just reading about how they went to IHOP the other night together. Um it was his choice cam for the record, the IHOP. Nice. Yeah, I know Quinn I love IHOP. <laughs> they got some really Quinn good deals now. Have you seen their new menu? It's killer. I like the IHOP. <laughs> Great choice. Because people are like, you took him to IHOP. Yeah. And they were, they, IHOP. They, were, they were defensive. They were like, he said, let's meet at IHOP. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's where he wanted to meet. So, um, <laughs> That's great. Listen, Quinton Williams a monster. Bosa's really good, man. But he was hurt last year. He didn't play. This is developing. And then the Jets. I mean, do the Jets want to walk into this, Mike? Would it matter? I'm almost thinking Bosa falls to the Raiders in the four hole. That's, that's like what I'm starting to feel right now. I don't think the I, Jets are going to want to deal with it. That it was going to, it was going to be Bosa at two, but this does add some complication to the matter. For, I think the Jets would do it. Uh, Woody is out. Woody Johnson is obviously has been an ambassador under the Trump organization. I would imagine that he is maybe part of that overcorrection of political correctness. What's interesting is his son Chris, who's been sort of running the team while Woody has been the ambassador. He's the opposite, right? He has seemingly been far more sensitive to these like much issues. Sense. Yeah, exactly. It's his son. Yeah, yeah, yeah but uh, that's what I'm saying. I think the Jets, and you're, you took the words, you took the thought out of my mind here, Mike, in that I've noticed the Jets over the last year or two seem to be very socially conscious about things. Yes. And about doing the right thing, so to speak. I when think he, when Chris Johnson came out and said he will not fine or suspend players that kneel for anthem, he came out. Exactly. And said, yeah, so, so really, is he going to turn was around? It's place for him to be. So, and then you get the uh, Raiders. The Raiders are so dysfunctional still, as always. They need to kick everyone out of the building. Yes, like they literally but, told everyone, "You got to go." Yeah. And basically, yeah, I they turn don't over. Trust I turn over. But the only thing, and by the way, those guys—I mean, they should not. They should have just cleaned out their offices. To be honest, yeah, exactly. <laughs> They're not Good coming point, back Mike. anyway. <laughs> exactly. Uh, the Colts fired their whole scout well, staff. I believe it was, either, I don't know if it was last year or the year before, the Colts fired everybody the day after the draft. The Bills obviously made some pretty serious moves after the draft uh, a couple of years ago to get McDermott's and Brandon Bean's people in there. I remember the Doug Whaley situation and scouts went with him. So in totality, this isn't crazy that the room went on lockdown. It's odd, though, that you would send 14 people home from work that have been busting it for the last six months. Well, it goes to show that they really don't have any respect for what these guys did in the last 14 months. True. And that's fairly new to the building. So Yeah, and that's the thing that, all right, you know what? This draft is 1,000% on Gruden and on Mayock. And yeah. they can't say otherwise after. You want to kick everyone out of the building. You guys know best. You know the, You know what I mean? You know everything. So let them kick everyone out, and they'll be they'll be held responsible uh, for this. Gruden won't care because he's guaranteed ten million dollars a year. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, we'll take a quick break. NFL draft rapidly approaching. Will Kyler Murray be the top pick overall? Sportsbooks seem to think so. Who'll be the second player taken? That's where it gets interesting. 
from the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. All right, level two continues. Five o'clock, you've got uh, Keith Pompey. 540, actually, to be exact. We talked uh, we talked the Nets and the Sixers with them. We'll play that in level two. Uh, we got Ken Summers will join us in about 20 minutes' time. He covers the Arizona Cardinals. Um, we'll see if he thinks it's a, as much of a done deal as Kyler Murray going first overall. Let's run through some of the props right now, courtesy of FanDuel over at the Meadowlands. Um, number one pick taken in the draft, Kyler Murray, 10 to 1, Nick Bosa, 6 to 1, Quinn and Williams, 15 to 1, Josh Allen, 20 to 1, Dwayne Haskins, etc. He's not going to be the first pick taken. Um, which team will draft Kyler Murray? Arizona, 10 to 1. And then there's a bunch of other teams. Will anybody trade up uh, to try to take him? I don't know. And I'll start with you, Mike. So. If Kyler Murray isn't taken first overall by Arizona, how far do you think he falls? I wouldn't think he would get past the Giants, uh, meaning it could be them, meaning it could be the Raiders, meaning somebody else could trade up there. If somebody somebody sees Kyler come not come off the board and say Arizona takes Bosa, or Arizona moves out and somebody else takes Bosa, or even Quentin Williams or Ed Oliver or whomever, uh, I think that somebody would jump up in front of the Giants to do it. Uh, I I do think the Raiders, honestly, if it, I don't think it's even a bold prediction. I think the Raiders are coming out of this first round with a QB. That's just what I've thought. Uh, if you gave me odds and Derek Carr not starting Week One in twenty twenty. I'd put a lot of money on it. I don't think he'll make it to Vegas. So I think he could be on the team this year. But I, th- I think they're coming out of the first round or that early second. I'll, I'll even extend that, that early second with a QB. I think the Raiders, yeah. I think the Raiders will, I think they would wait because Carr's under contract. I think they would like Herbert. I think they would like Tua moving forward. They could. Um, but. I think if Kyler Murray became available, then suddenly right. someone like Gruden would go, damn, we can get here yep. fourth overall here. I'm going to pull the trigger on this, even though we didn't expect it. What do you think, Cam? I was actually thinking, to, to Mike's point, I think if, when uh, Kyler Murray goes first overall to Arizona, the Raiders are sitting there, Gabe, and you said it with Mayock and Gruden. This is their draft. They have four draft picks. Also, the Rosen situation, he's very annoyed of what's happening. And if they pick Murray, he's probably going to have to go. You know that. I think the Raiders are probably going to make a pitch for him. If not, I agree with you. I think they'll wait next year to get a quarterback. The class is good. But I think the Raiders are going to be one of these teams. We talked about New England guys. They're probably going to put a package together. But Arizona is going to be fielding calls for Rosen, a guy that really didn't have a chance to prove himself. And I'm telling you, with, with the Raiders and those draft picks, maybe they can do something about it to uh, to interest Arizona because uh, he's not going to be going. Too many cooks in the kitchen there. I think the Raiders will make a pitch for Rosen. Uh, you know what? I think um, 
I think Rosen will get traded, but not to the Raiders. I don't think they, they like him enough for that. I think it'll be to the Patriots, a team that will sort of stash Rosen. You know, maybe the New York we Giants. Washington. Washington. Yeah, Washington. Yeah, Washington. Washington sense. comes. Washington is the team that sort of seems to have been talked about the most. The Giants seem to be looking at the Jones kid out of Duke. And I, it wouldn't surprise me, actually. It makes sense. I don't, you know, I never, I don't care about reports and blah, blah, mock drafts and all this stuff. But there's a correlation here in which, you know, Gil Brandt was stating that he's exactly, he's basically Peyton Manning 2.0. And you can't get Peyton That's Manning. Cooper, hype, Cooper can't play. So the only other Manning left, basically, is this Jones kid, all right, that was, yeah. that was coached. By David Cutliffe, the same guy that was uh, that was the quarterback coach for Peyton Manning. So there's a lot of and there's a lot of symmetry coach. there. Yes. Yeah, so exactly. So this is the closer you're gonna get to a Manning, and they could get him with the 17th pick overall, most likely here. Maybe yeah. they'd have to trade up a pick or two, but I think they'd be comfortable. I think they could get him 17. I don't think other teams are about to make him the franchise quarterback, and then they could stash him behind Eli Manning for a year. At Roll Jones. I think the Giants Roll have Roll to come out of the first round. At, uh, out of those first 37 picks, they picked 37th, fifth pick in the second round. They have to come out of there with a QB. I think the Raiders will, but it isn't a guarantee. They don't have to. To your point, they can make some maneuvering with the amount of picks that they have now. Um, both the Giants and the Raiders have a lot of picks this year. The Raiders are, are front heavy. They have four of the first 32 uh 32 picks, 33 picks, and the Giants have 12 picks overall. They have three in the top 37. I think the Giants absolutely have to come out of there with a QB. I think Washington the Raiders really aren't under the same pressure. Correct, correct. So they could, to your point, they could look for Tua and Herbert next year. They could da- uh, have some dalliances with Rosen. Um, clearly, Arizona wants more teams to be in on this. The Raiders, Washington, New York. Uh, but I feel like we'd already know if New York liked Rosen. Otherwise, they've done a pretty good job with smoke screens. We've talked about it too much, and it hasn't come up. Uh, I, I just don't think the Giants are going to pull the trigger on the Rosen thing at this point. They're going to have to get aggressive, Arizona, and, and do this you know, if they're going to do it. It must be tough, though. They can't, they can't like really actively shop Rosen right now. No. Without tipping their hand that they're taking Murray. Exactly. Right? So the commissioner doesn't yeah, want them to do It's a lose-lose. Yeah, it's a weird, and it's just a weird deal that they're in. So it's almost like, all right. You know, the, I think Arizona is almost going to be like, all right, basically at about 5 o'clock on Thursday night, it's going to be, they're going to put the word out. What do you Final got, offer. guys? Yeah, what, what do you got? Yeah, and they'll just say, Final we've already offer. got a couple we're offers. by 8 o'clock. We've already got a couple offers. Last call. What, 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 are, you, what are you offering us? Because I think they're they're going to wait and see, and other teams are sort of wondering. All right, like I said, it wouldn't surprise me if the Patriots were the team. They are maybe the Chargers. What are these teams that people don't expect? Maybe not a team that wants to make Rosen the quarterback right away. Um, type type of uh, type of deal here. Now, what I find interesting to prop is so Kyler Murray's ten to one. Now, I I don't have the balls to say that anyone else is going to be the first overall pick in this draft, but if we look at the second overall pick. The sports book doesn't seem to be phased by Nick Bosa. It's minus 370 that Nick Bosa is the second player taken overall. Yeah. I, I wouldn't lay that right now under these circumstances. And Quinnen Williams is 5-1. to one. 
I think it's worth a sprinkle cam at five to one. Like I said. As the two pick. You know, exactly. Like Bosa. Right. Bosa's on record as saying that he hates San Francisco and it's a liberal hellhole. There's a lot of other stuff. We already talked about it. It wouldn't surprise me if they said, screw this. We like Quinn and Williams better anyways, and we don't want to deal with this guy. Um, Quinn and Williams is legitimately that good. There's a lot of mock drafts. Not, you know, mock drafts are worth what a pack of papers are worth, but if that, but it's not a reach to say that Quinn and Williams would be taken by San Francisco guys at five plus 500. That's a pretty good number, I think. Definitely. Agreed. Definitely. That's a, Agreed. that's a great number. Yeah. That's a great number. I, I can't believe you're, you're going to get five to one. Gabe, it's one of those things, though, and we know as gamblers, and Blue, it's a gambler, too. They're leaving Bosa at that number because they think it doesn't really matter. It's going to happen. He will go He will go second, even with all with all these comments. They wouldn't leave a number that juicy there unless – don't don't you find it interesting, Marancy? You know you know how these sports books work. Well, the prop, They're obviously yeah, the props, not intimidated. The props you know? for the draft are very, very interesting in that there's no algorithm for this. It's not, you know what I mean? There's not a computer. It's not a point spread. There's no algorithm. And really, you'll notice the correlation between basically what Mel Kuyper and McShay or, and these guys and, and websites say. That's all they can really go off is the media for the most part. Now, I'm sure that there's a guy sort of like when, um, sort of like when uh, Jake Cornegay the guys from the Westgate when the Alliance Football League started, they went down to, like, the scrimmages and stuff to sort of grade the teams and, and and you know, so they could set numbers. They could see for themselves, all right, what kind of league is this? I wouldn't, I don't know who the sports books would have, but I would imagine there's, like, a, there's a consultant. They have a consultant. You know what I mean? It's telling, like, one of the, you know, all the sports books hire him type of thing, and they know, okay, this is sort of what's expected. But they're sort of vulnerable to this because I've said this a million times. It's not like general managers are telling Pete Prisco or Adam Schefter what they're going to do in the draft, guys. We don't know. So where did Prisco get his story from that Kyler's not going number one? He just wrote that Saturday. Yeah. He's convinced that the Cardinals are out on Murray. Yeah, but this is this is why... You almost just have to block this stuff out now. I just—it's so funny that you said that because that was literally going to be my theme about the draft. At th- from this point on, I can't listen. Nothing's to real. Else. Right. right. It's what Cam said right before the NCAA tournament. He's like, "I'm done listening to everyone. I'm filling exactly. out my bracket." And, and look, and he it. won. <laughs> right. Yeah, thank you. Won. So, yeah, actually, had the final. <laughs> That's something new. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, but I'm going to say it's funny because. Because oh, here it is here, too. I've seen, like, you go to a website, and they have conflicting stories on the front page. So here's Sports Illustrated. Their big story on top. Mock draft, NFL. Kyler Murray goes number one. Then five players that stand out for the pack. Right underneath it. So Albert Breer wrote that. Right underneath it. NFL rumors. Cardinals unlikely to draft Kyler Murray at number one. <laughs> so it's like. I don't know. I mean, even the media are giving me two different spins on the same freaking front page. I'll say this. Like, in recent years, the teams have actually done a much better job keeping this stuff close to the vest. And, you know, maybe it is because they are, you know, uh, Daniel Jeremiah sent a tweet out after the Raider story came in. And he said when he started in scouting in 2003, 
that board was open to a lot of people. As many as 12, 15 guys could see the board, see what the room was thinking, so everybody could be, quote, on the same page. But now, not so much. It's down to three or four guys. They keep it closed. They keep everybody else out of the room because there's leaks in the building. And I think that's just kind of where we're at. We didn't know Baker was number one until right down to the wire last year. Oh, you're right. They did a great True. job. They really have. Just like we didn't know people would trade up to get Mitch Trubisky. Mike Blewett, catch up Thursday Night Live. Martinez and Emory Hunt breaking down a National Football League draft right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Networks. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Take your tax refund and swing for the fences playing daily fantasy baseball with DailyRoto.com. Become the eighth Daily Roto Optimizer winner to win a million bucks in FanDuel or DraftKings tournaments and become one of the countless number of people that have won thousands and thousands of dollars. If you're playing MLB DFS and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Enter the promo code FNTSY for a 10% discount. You'll get lineup alerts, projected ownership percentages, weather updates, fantasy projections, the use of the same Daily Roto lineup optimizers that have produced millions in DFS winnings. That's the 2019 MLB Daily Roto Premium Package at DailyRoto.com. Use the promo code FNTSY and get a special 10% discount today, Gabe. I will do that. I will do it, Cam. Correct. Um, Yeah. You know what? Uh, Actually, um, I was in first place late uh, on Friday night in in an NBA DFS. Like literally, like second place, Cam, with like a couple of minutes left in the game type of thing. I know like 4,000 people. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, and ultimately, it's you know, the, the first prize was like uh, 2000 bucks. Nice. So I was like, oh, man, maybe this is the night. Maybe, 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 maybe. I entered. Uh, it cost me $4 to enter. And it's too bad. It was one of these deals where I, right, before I entered, I was like, I know this lineup's going to hit. I, it was one of those deals where I was like, man, I think this is going to be it. It was like a two-game showdown late at night type thing. I was like, you know what? I really like this lineup. I use the optimizer for the most part. I tweak like one player or whatever, but I was like, I really like this lineup. I think it's going to do well, but there weren't a lot of contests. Like one of them was 55 bucks to enter. I knew that Dick Meyer and Ricky Sanders are waiting for me there. So I was like, no, no, no. Heavy hitters there. (laughs) Yeah, there was so there was 55 and 38. I don't know. It was all these expensive ones. Little There was a dollar one. I'm like, I don't want the dollar one. Too low. Too low. I was like, I'll go to a $4 one. I should have entered a few times, but all that camp, I ended up finishing in like 48th place. So like right at the end, da, 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 20 bucks. Yep. Same thing happened to me in my NHL. Four one bucks game. for I 20 was, bucks. I was so excited. I was in sixth place out of like 500 and something people I told you. And everything's going great. And then hella buck when St. Louis scored that goal to win. And then after that, I was just like, yeah, I went from six to like 92nd, nothing. It changes so quick in those contests, man. It's unbelievable. Uh, like, you think you're going to get the money, and one bad thing goes wrong, you're toast. 
Oh, it's so late, frustrating. Late basketball, it switches cam with every like oh, bucket, <laughs> like every, every three-point shot. It just you can go up and down. For the most part, though, everyone sort of has the same players. And what happened is I had a loaded lineup with a bunch of star players. I had Oklahoma City player. I had like Westbrook, George, McCollum, and Lillard. So I stacked it, and I had a couple of scrubs, but the scrubs did well for me. Like, Morris did pretty well. He got, like, 23 points for really cheap. And um, the other guy, I think Terrence Williams it was, whoever, was very cheap, and he got me some points. But the problem was those guys weren't playing at all late in the game, Cam. That's the so problem. Then you just see I couldn't position. catch up. Yeah. Yes. Like, yeah. everyone, I had Westbrook, and I had Lillard and everything, but so did everyone else. And my other two sleeper guys weren't on the court in the last eight minutes of the game, right? So I was, I was sort of down two guys. Uh, late. All right, we're having a hard time tracking down Ken Summers, but we'll see if we can uh, before we're done here. There's a prop cam, and you know, there's all you know, different props uh, around, but here's one. Total quarterbacks taken in the first round uh, of the draft. It's uh, over under three and a half, plus 190 to the under, minus 250 to the over. I really don't, you know, I don't love laying minus 250, but I don't see their not being four quarterbacks taken in the first round. There has to be. There has to be, right? And the way and you talked about the way they're beefing up Jones and even watching uh, positions of Jones, uh, you know, he looked like Peyton Manning, same kind of body type, long and lanky there, it's just a Duke uniform instead of a Tennessee uniform. Murray's going, you know, Haskins is going, Jones is going, Locke's going. That's four. Yeah, like They yeah. all have to go in the first round. They have to. Kyler Murray goes, he'll go in like 28, 30. Like, like there has, I I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Four or five quarterbacks four definitely. Uh, Yes. I would lay the juice Gabe, and I'm not one to lay that much juice, but I don't see. Oh, because there's almost three automatics right out of the gate, right? You got Kyler Murray, you got Kyler, uh, Kyler Murray, Dwayne Haskins and, and Drew Locke. Drew Locke's not getting into the second round, bro. No, like if the Denver Broncos don't take him, somebody else will quickly. Like after ten, I think Jones somebody... is a lock for the first round too. Like who knows about him and Locke? Like they're both there, Gabe. Like people are very high on Jones, right? So yeah, I don't I, think I they're think... going to want to wait exactly to the second round because they're going to be worried Jones has gone late. Yeah, because teams can I take don't... a quarterback late and just sort of stash him. You don't really. They can say, "Wow, well, Jones is pretty good. You, you and he's not going to be there in the second the... round." What about New England? Say the Rosen thing doesn't work. And that story broke like a while ago, Gabe, that the Patriots have given Arizona a call. And, hey, I think a lot of teams should be doing that. You mentioned it. Phillip Rivers, he's no spring chicken anymore. Hell, the guy's got like nine kids. He's a, he's not going to be in the league longer. They want to get a real good backup there. Like there's teams that have older quarterbacks that have to think about the future. And if there's a gem there on the board, you take them. You take the best well, player available for you. You're getting a first-round right? talent. You're getting a first-round talent in Josh Rosen for, like, a third-round draft pick right now. Exactly. That's crazy. I'd go after him. Yeah, I think the... Uh, I think he's going to have a chip I, on his shoulder, too. He's going to be real angry, Gabe. They're, with all this story, you know, I'm, I'm annoyed by this, whatever. Like, he's probably seething. Think about this guy. He is a team traded up to get you. You're probably not going to be the guy anymore. And he's just sitting there going, really? Okay. Well, Kingsbury and you guys, you wanted this guy? Great. Another team's going to get him, and he's going to make it his life's mission to be amazing. And uh, Rosen is a guy that has the skill set. Arizona didn't give him much. They had a bad offensive line. Larry Fitzgerald's the only receiver. Christian Kirk's a young guy. 
the offensive line was beat down. McCoy's system didn't work for David Johnson. There was a lot of problems there. I don't blame him. He needed a, uh, like at least another year to get more acclimated. And I thought he did pretty well for a guy that was fighting a losing battle. Your take? I agree with you. Um, I, I agree with you. I think that the the pre, I think it's premature to judge Josh Rosen right now. For and sure. At least in at least in any sort of negative in any negative light uh, right now. Um, you know, we saw the same thing with Jared Goff after a year. Like it was, it was dysfunction in Arizona last year. You know, it's just it was that simple. It's dysfunction in Arizona. You had a new defensive coach, never really had a chance. Mike McCall is an idiot. Let's just be real. One of the worst offensive coordinators in recent memory. Terrible offensive coordinator. Um, you look at the reps. For some reason, they gave Sam Bradford money there. Yeah. Rosen didn't get a ton of reps during during camp, at least not as a number one guy. And Arizona, truthfully, might have had the worst offensive line in football. For like, sure. Yeah, David Johnson's a good player. He couldn't get it going there. Exactly. Their offensive line was terrible. I think they started like 11 different offensive lines in 16 games. And to be honest, Josh Rosen played pretty well in the last month of the season. I think really. so, too. Like you said, under so very too. difficult circumstances. I think he's got a tremendous upside, Gabe. He's a smart kid. And uh, and with all the things that have happened, I can tell you one thing. Sometimes you need something to motivate you. Hell, he's a first-round pick. They go to Murray. He'll have this for the rest of his NFL career to think about going, they passed up on me for this guy. Well, it's fun proving people wrong, and I think he's going to be that guy. So if I was a team, I'd be very, very, very interested and be giving Arizona a lot of calls to make it work because I think he's going to be a good quarterback. Um, I agree with you. I agree. I think uh, Josh Rosen's uh, career. There's still a lot of football left. Uh, you know, there's still a lot to be written about uh, yep. about Josh Rosen's uh, career, but it does seem to be, it does seem to be that uh, the Arizona Cardinals are going to take Kyler Murray. You know, it's ten to one. If you if, if you crazy. don't think it, if you're out there, guys, and you don't think that Kyler Murray goes first overall, there's money to be made. Um, Lots of it. I just see right now. Boy, I saw a headline. I'm like, holy crap! Former UFC fighter killed. Uh, by rideshare driver following argument. Rodrigo de Lima. Yeah, police of Brazil are searching for the rideshare driver who killed former UFC fighter Rodrigo de Lima after a dispute on Sunday. According to police, de Lima got into an argument with the driver and left the car in, uh, in Belém, Brazil, but then was struck from behind. Uh, the driver then fled the scene. In 13 uh, MMA matches, he was 9-3-1, but won 0 2 in the UFC. He was survived by his wife, and two children, man. Yeah, they're freaking crazy in Brazil, bro. Joe told me a long time ago he wanted me to go to South America, but he says he's got to come with me because uh, you can't be looking like me walking the streets there. He says uh, you got to have somebody who's uh, Portuguese or Brazilian by your side. You said it, Gabe. It's not uh, It's not like walking down the street for a stroll. Uh, you're easy, easy pickings. And a target that looks like me, I'm very easy pickings. Yeah, yeah, I stick out too, but it's it's all right. Listen, yeah, Bra- Brazil, Brazil isn't all right. Brazil is very dangerous. It's crazy. Yeah, he told me it's very, very dangerous. Uh, Portugal is not Portugal, but Portugal's in no, Europe, no. Portuguese right? Joe said Portugal's fine. He said more Brazil, like more South America. Yeah, yeah. Even yeah, yeah, he yeah. has to keep his head on a swivel, and he's no, <laughs> he, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. locals have to keep. No, no, exactly. Right. This yeah. guy's in a UFC and he got killed by like guy's a UFC fighter. The driver didn't carry, just ran him over after. You know what I mean? Like uh, they're nut job. What happened to Till this weekend? He had uh, what was it? The hotel, and he he went bananas, right, Gabe? Darren Till. What did, 
Did Darren Till go nuts? Yeah, he seems like a crazy dude, too. Yeah, no, yeah. Something happened this weekend. I was just I didn't reading this story. Yeah, he oh, crashed he the whole, yeah. hotel room and did something else, too. Something, yeah, he went bananas. Yeah, good call. I didn't see this. Um, yeah, I like to be the, the news guy, Gabe. That's what I'm here for. Good call, yeah. Okay. According to Spanish outlet El Diaz, a UFC fighter Darren Till was one of five British citizens arrested in Spain for causing yep. damage to a hotel and accidentally stealing a taxi. <laughs> I don't know how you accidentally steal a taxi. You steal a taxi. Yeah, what did he do? Sources yeah, said the group taxi? broke furniture and emptied fire extinguishers. Why would you do that? Like at a hotel? That's what I'm saying. That that's a sign of like God. They're so stupid. <laughs> Empty a fire extinguisher? That's craziness. That foam. Like you're in big trouble doing that, man. Like yeah, that's All not right, a. So they got You'll... kicked. They got they got removed from the property. Yep. They didn't. They didn't get arrested for that. They got kicked out. So basically. They smashed a room up, started setting fires thing were shot in the hallway. They got kicked out of the hotel. The group then traveled to another hotel, but refused rooms. Um, the hotel said, we'll call a taxi for you, but we're not, we're not letting you stay here. As the driver loaded the back of the car with luggage, Till got in a car and drove off. <laughs> he was then intercepted uh, by patrol, the national police. What do you think he's doing? Well, that that sounds like al- it can't. It's alcohol related. Alcohol related. Oh yeah, he's British, right? Till so, yeah. these Brits get all liquored up and stuff. Cam, you know. Yeah, they, they like stole to go a taxi. So I don't know. Like he didn't accidentally steal it. Doesn't sound like he accidentally stole a taxi. It sounds like he got in and drove off with the taxi. Yes, that's what I'm saying. You can't accidentally steal a taxi. You go in, you get the driver out, you leave. Stole. He's an idiot. That's so stupid. The extinguisher part's enough to get you in trouble, man. You can't mess with those. You ever seen one of those things go off? It's crazy. I feel no sympathy. Coming off of two straight losses. Yeah, I feel no sympathy for this guy. He's an idiot. Yep, a lot of craziness uh, going down there. I thought that story. I'm like, what's this guy doing, man? Is he nuts? Um, Today's actually the anniversary, too, of, um, I think it's the 15th year. Yes, it is. The 15th anniversary of Pat Tillman's death today. Love Pat Tillman. Great player at Arizona State. And, yeah, that actually, Gabe, that's crazy. Like, it was one of those stories that, you know, when it happened, like, it was almost, like, unbelievable. And Pat Tillman, you know when he played, he wasn't just, like, a, a player. Like, he was a very, very good player, college, Arizona State, and in the pros. And the fact that he picked a military career over football just tells you, man, how hardcore Pat Tillman was. Yeah, real sad story, the Pat Tillman story. Um, yeah, may rest in peace on the 15th anniversary uh, here today. So, yeah, Ken Summers will join us in a 5 o'clock hour now. We just had to shuffle it. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your Daily Roto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Stay away from me. 
Game Time Decisions, Red Heat Rage Radio, Fantasy Radio Network. I have been Mexico, Out of Rage, Redhead Cam Stewart. Ken Summers will join us in the 5 o'clock hour. Keith Pompey, Philadelphia Inquirer. And we got Arizona covering the NFL draft. Uh, got pretty crazy, Cam, in Brooklyn on Saturday. Um, yeah, fight. Yeah, Rough. a little brawl, the, the old Brooklyn uh, Brooklyn brawl, as Joel Embiid, as usual, starts shit and then backs off, and Jimmy Butler's got to deal with it after and get kicked out of the game. Uh, but um, the Brooklyn net general manager actually stormed the referee's room, Cam, after. Love it. Love it. Yeah, he actually Love entered it. their dressing room to confront them and berate them. <laughs> for, Excellent. For what he saw was a long list of missed calls in the last couple of minutes of that game. And it's interesting because Charles Oakley, who's a Nick, yet he's kind of on the outs with the Knicks. I mean, they arrested him. So um, he's going to Brooklyn games now. So Oak is going to Brooklyn games. And, you know, and listen, even Oakley, people always say, oh, the old days, Oakley is tough and all oh, basketball. Even Oakley said Embiid should have been kicked out of the game. Even Oakley. Oakley said, yeah, he's deliberately trying to hurt people. Like Oakley knows. And Oakley would have dropped him by now, right? Like, that's the thing. Embiid, he's pushing his luck. Like I said, we'll see if Embiid is so trashy and wants to start as much crap against the Raptors uh, later in the week against Marcus Gasol and against uh, Sergi Baca and Kawhi Leonard yeah, ba- if he's going to talk as much. They'll put him much. in a pretzel. They'll put him in a pretzel. And I'll tell you another thing, Marenzi. That's the issue that I have with the NBA. It's been going on for long. Brooklyn has been getting jobbed in the series with the calls, and that's the one thing about hockey in comparison to basketball. A lot of the time, you know, it, it seems more fair. I know there's a certain agenda where you want certain teams to succeed, but when I look at the refing, most of the time it's pretty on point. But in the NBA, these teams continue to get calls like Golden State does and Philadelphia does versus Brooklyn. It's the way it is, buddy. It's wrong, but that's the way it is. I think the NHL's gotten better. You're right. I mean, they've gotten way better, way better. Used to be brutal. Can't dispute years ago, but they did seem to help the Ducks and Kings, didn't they? Yes, they did. That was a long they time did. ago, though. They did seem yeah. to help Vegas last year in the playoffs, too. That's true. That's true. Not as much as but, the NBA, though, buddy. But you're right. You're right. Uh, listen, I think the NHL referees are the best in the business. I think they're the best in the professional sports uh, official. True. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Thank you very much, Yang. I'm Cam Stewart with the Fantasy Sports Radio News Update. NK, we might be busting out some rooms tonight Care about playoff games, and uh, we could have some eliminations. Things get going at 8 o'clock Eastern with Detroit hosting Milwaukee. It's been all bucks in this series. Milwaukee laying 12 half points on the road. Total, total 221. Milwaukee dominating up 3 to nothing. Looking for that sweep late game, 10-30. This one we thought would be a little bit closer, but uh, Utah on the brink as well. Houston laying three points on the road over under 214 and a half. Houston hammering Utah in this series. Also going to try to bring out the brooms. Two in the NHL tonight. Big, big, big games at 7 o'clock. Washington and Carolina to Carolina. They need to win to survive. They're laying 25 cents at home. Over under five and a half caps up three to two in the best of seven. In the second game of the doubleheader at 8.30, Dallas hosting Nashville. The Stars, they're one win away from moving on, laying 135. Over under in this hockey game low sits at five. 
Dallas up three to two in the series. They're looking to move to round two. Three teams in the possible mix for Seahawks star defender Frank Clark. The New York football Jets, Indianapolis, and Kansas City among the teams that have discussed a potential trade with the Seahawks. Seattle's believed to be open to trading the pass rushing specialist ahead of Thursday's NFL draft, but they're looking for a first rounder in compensation. Clark notched a career high 13 sacks last season, but his contract demands might be a little bit too pricey for Seattle. The 25 year old is a He's yet to sign his $17.1 million franchise tag as he pursues a long-term deal with the club. The Buffalo Bills inking another running back, TJ Yeldon, to a two-year deal. He's coming off a subpar season, 104 carries for 404 yards and just one touchdown on the ground. Buffalo now a backfield of McCoy, Gore, and Yeldon. Peyton Manning turning down opportunities to join ESPN's Monday Night Broadcast crew. The 43-year-old has been a hot commodity among broadcasting outlets since his retirement, but yet to fit on any offers there. He's not biting. He's doing a lot of commercials and making money, too. Jury selection begins in the second trial in the NCAA hoop bribery scandal. The trial of business manager Christian Dawkins and ex-amateur league director Merle Code beginning in Manhattan court today. The Toronto Blue Jays expected to call up Vladimir Guerrero soon, but not as soon as expected. It was originally reported he will make his MLB debut on Tuesday versus the San Francisco Giants in an interleague series. That's not going to happen, but reports indicate it will be very soon. Chiefs pitcher Matt Shoemaker done for the year, a horrible break with an ACL injury. Today, the Yankees, they've cut ties with veteran lefty Gio Gonzalez. Lots of baseball action tonight. This just in, we have a postponement. Detroit and Boston postponed due to weather. Two games get going tonight at 7.05. Chicago White Sox laying a buck 30 at Baltimore. Total nine and a half. Fanalos versus Hess. Arizona at Pittsburgh. Pirates minus 135. Seven and a half. Godley and Musgrove. Three at 7.10. We got Kansas City at Tampa Bay. The Rays swept this weekend. They're minus 170 tonight. Total eight. Keller versus Chirinos. Philly, they're at the New York Mets. Mets minus 20 cents over under eight and a half. Arietta versus Steven Dormats. We got the Milwaukee and St. Louis slated for 7.45 tonight. Cards, minus 160, eight and a half. Hauser and Flaherty, 810. Minnesota, Houston, Astros, minus 189 and a half. and Peacock, 840. Washington at Coors to battle Colorado. The Rockies, small favorites, 125 over under 11. Ellickson and Anderson, two games at 1007, completing the sked. Yankees and Angels pick them, eight and a half. Hap versus Harvey. Texas at Oakland, A's minus 50, eight and a half minor versus Bassett. Stick around, everybody. We got picks galore. We're also going to talk uh, the NFL draft. Kent Summers from Arizona. We'll talk about the potential first-round pick of the Cardinals. Lots of gambling talk with me and Gabe. We got NHL playoff picks, NBA picks, and a whole lot more. It's hour two of Red Heat and Rage Radio, hosted by Gabe Morenci. I'm Cam Stewart. More radio talk coming up next. All you have to decide is what to do with the time that is given to you. Game time decisions. Go level two. Has begun. Uh, you heard uh, a raging redhead Cam Stewart tell you that Ken Summers is going to be coming up in a couple of minutes. We'll talk uh, NFL draft with Ken Summers. Uh, we spoke with uh, Keith, uh, Keith Pompey earlier in the morning about this uh, very contentious uh, contemptuous um, series uh, between the Brooklyn Nets and the Philadelphia 76ers. Although he was pretty much, he's a Philadelphia guy, so he's all like pro. Yeah. They think it's all great in Philadelphia. And yeah. listen, it is it is working in a sense, but at the same point in time, Jimmy Butler got kicked out too. 
So that wasn't a good trade-off. You know, Brooklyn will take that. Jared Dudley for, for Jimmy Butler. But he has gotten three players ejected. Marcus Smart got ejected for pushing him in the back that time. They kicked Eric Bledsoe out of the game, but not Embiid for throwing a ball. And now again the other day. It's ridiculous. Like, the league, this is why in Charles Oakley's words, where he should have been kicked out, but he said there's a, his quote was, there's a lot of bullshit in the NBA that goes on in the playoffs. And we know right. this is Raptor fans, right? You know, you yes, might be do. Brooklyn and stuff, but they they like Joel Embiid. He has TV commercials and stuff. They like promoting him, and they want to get him into the next round. And quite frankly, I'm concerned that the Raptors are going to get job too. Excellent point, Gabe. And another thing is, you said it. When I look at Kawhi Leonard, he's one of those guys he'd rather not speak to the media. He lets us play on the court decide. Kind of a soft-spoken guy, a little bit nervous in the press conference with the he, you know, the laugh. I love it personally, but uh, that's not the world that we're living in. The Raptors don't have the type of guys that Philadelphia has, those named guys who like to chirp and bead. And uh, you know what? It's 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 worked against us every year that we've played LeBron James. And people can say, I get it. I know. Like, hey, Cleveland won those games, but we were at many of those games, and they did not get calls on their home floor. It's been going on forever. Yeah, and just I was like very, Brooklyn. very concerned. Yeah, and I just like, just Brooklyn. like Brooklyn. Brooklyn. You remember last Brooklyn year, the game like we were the at. Raptors. They're we like got the screwed late. It was yeah. a foul. Everyone freaked about DeMar Rosen missing a shot or whatever. He got fouled. And it was a foul. And then after, they ended up losing the game. Everything changed after because it would have been 1-1. Everything changed after. And then uh, and then remember the next night, the NBA, oh, it should have been called a foul. Yeah, no yeah, shit, it should have been called a foul. Thanks, the next day. <laughs> Thanks. So, Got like, give the us NBA a does the same thing. You're like, oh, yeah, there should have been a call a foul. Brooklyn should have went to the line. Yeah, well, that's the difference between the us. series being 2-2 and 3-1. Exactly. <laughs> but you guys like got what you wanted. You want, yeah. yeah. It's like the referee who apologized to Seattle in the Super Bowl and Jerome Bettis' night. Oh, yeah, yeah, well, yeah. you know what? I did a horrible job in that game. We'll, we'll tell Hasselbeck, Holmgren, and the rest of the Seahawks that. Like, I'm sick and tired of these apology, apologies years after or days after. These guys should have to go down and get peppered like players do. Players have to go and deal with the stuff. There should be times where the referee, you have 10 minutes to basically grill these guys, tell them what's going on. And I would be concerned, Gabe, you're absolutely correct. Brooklyn is being treated the way the Raptors are. They they favor Philadelphia as more of a marketable team. You know what I mean? And that's the problem that I have with the NBA and the playoffs. It's a damn popularity contest, and the refing shows it. Yeah, and in the next round, who are they going to want? They either get Philadelphia versus Boston, which is like a dream for them, it, it's or Philadelphia and Bede versus, versus the Greek Freak. Or well, the Bede versus yeah. the Greek Freak in, in the next round later. And... Yeah, and that they and Greek freaking and Embiid have a thing going on too, which shows because Giannis is a pretty nice guy that doesn't have a lot of feuds uh, in the yep. NBA, but he even he doesn't like uh, Joel Embiid. So we got NHL hockey uh, tonight on the board, NBA basketball, um, two closeout games tonight in the association. Generally, we'll run over the numbers later, but generally teams do not put up much of a fight when they're down three nothing in the association. And in the NHL, we've got an elimination game here tonight. You jumped on the uh, Dallas Stars wagon, and yeah. I credit you for it. I think they're a dangerous team. But this has been such a weird series. It wouldn't surprise me if Nashville won tonight. And I'm going to go down swinging with the Preds. Oh, I love you, buddy, but I'm, I'm with the Stars. Got to ride out my series pick. I think they take care of business tonight. But you're right, nothing would surprise me. Cap- Capitals and Canes, not an easy game. We'll break that oh, down man. and more. Oh. 
From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. All right, let's do this. Level 2 continues. Game Time Decisions, Fantasy Sports Radio Network, iHeart uh, Radio. I'm Gable Morenzi. Throwing it down with a raging redhead, uh, Cam Stewart. We'll get back to the NHL playoffs. Uh, we'll touch on the NBA playoffs, Major League Baseball as well. I think uh, there's rain in Boston uh, right, right now in a Red Sox game this evening. But we spent a lot of time talking about the uh, the NFL draft, and I have enjoyed just uh, you know remembering uh, remembering Pat Tillman uh, right now in the Arizona Republic. Kent Summers joins us right now. Kent, welcome to the program. Thanks for joining us. Hey, thanks for having me. You know, with everything that's going on, and we'll talk about the draft and stuff, but I'm glad that uh, that uh, Mr. Pat Tillman remembered uh, today. It's amazing that it's been 15 years, hasn't it, Kent? It's, it's man, I, I didn't realize it's the wow. 15th anniversary. Yeah, 15th anniversary of that that. Terrible day. I was on the Cardinals beat then, and we started to hear rumors, you know, that a, a, a day or two before that something had happened to Pat in action. And then, uh, actually, the news broke on on draft day, the first uh, the first day of the draft that year. Denny Green was in his first year as Cardinal coach, and uh, you know, what's normally an exciting day for a team became a really, really somber one, and, and, you know, and fans just streamed by the team facility and built a, you know, a memorial for him, and it, the, the whole thing was was uh, was just surreal, and uh, yeah, it's good that everybody kind of pauses and and actually thinks back to, all, uh, you know, a lot of the good memories and all the positive impact Pat had on people. And it's sad when you mentioned it was Denny Green's first year, and unfortunately, Coach Green no longer with us either, and uh, just another yeah, great Yeah, it guy. really is, and uh, yeah, and Denny and Denny was, uh, you know, in a terrible position that year. You know, his his uh, first year on the job, and he he had never coached Pat Tillman, and you know, it was really I don't he was really bewildered at how to act and what to say, et cetera. Um, all right, Kent. So let's uh, speaking of bewildered, um, a lot of people are bewildered. It's NFL Draft Week uh, right now, and. <laughs> <laughs> I'm reading. I'm reading here. Sportsnet New York's um, Sportsnet New York is reporting that the Giants are interested in Josh Rosen, but they're worried about how quote his personality will fit in in New York. Giant organization quote How will uh, Rosen handle the press when inevitably things go wrong on the field? And this stuff just makes me so mad. We heard the same stuff about his personality last year, and I'm just thinking because yeah, Ken, because Mr. Eli Manning's Mr. Personality in press conferences, right? it's such a it's such a cliche with josh rosen and it's it really is you know and it stems from this time last year where supposedly you know it was a personality problem and did it you know was he a spoiled rich kid how much did he love the game you know would he mouth off etc etc and i mean he couldn't have handled himself any better (laughs) as a rookie and and under terrible circumstances for historically one of the worst offenses in nfl history 
and it really wasn't his fault. Terrible offensive line in front of him, bad coaching, and, you know, he stood in there game after game, took a beating, stood up in press conferences after games, didn't blame teammates, took on the responsibility, really did everything you want out of a starting quarterback. Now, are you getting an Eli Manning who's going to be fairly quiet? And no, Josh, Josh Rosen's outspoken. Like Eli, he's very intelligent, but I think he's far more willing to share his opinions uh, politically and, and otherwise. And, you know, you have to be willing to accept that. But I, I think his I think his heart's in the right place, and and he's a very bright kid, and I I, I think he really loves football. Is this locked said- in? I mean, uh, I was just going to ask, but it's like the, from a betting from the odds makers, and you know, I'm in New York here, and I spent I was at the the FanDuel sportsbook, so legal legal wagering here, and they've got it at ten to one that Kyler Murray's going to be the first pick. In, in in the gaming world, there's a consensus, and as you know. Um, sports books are pretty good at predicting uh, these things. Yet, is is Kyler Murray such the slam dunk uh, to to be the first overall pick? I don't I don't think so. I mean, he he could well be the the first overall pick. I mean, the probably the odds are in that favor. But I've you know I've heard you know someone like Mel Kiper say he's ninety nine point nine percent sure Murray's the first pick. Well. You know, I'm I'm not 99.9% sure of anything in my life, much less that Kyler Murray's going to be the first <laughs> overall pick. And and the Cardinals have kept very tight lips over this. They, I mean, they've shut it, the information down. So I, I think anybody out there who's saying they know what the Cardinals are going to do, I, I I think they're taking a, you know, a, a pretty liberal view of reporting, et cetera. I I, I don't know that. I do know. Cliff Kingsbury has had a relationship with Kyler Murray for a long time. He does like the kid. I don't know if he thinks he can be an NFL quarterback or if he's a perfect fit for his system, et cetera, et cetera. Well, it's going to be a very interesting Thursday night. Yeah, Ken, we'll see, too. The thing is, your hands are tied, right? Because we talk about Josh Rosen, and I agree with you 100%. I think he did a fair job with uh, Mike McCoy did uh, you know with that offense uh, David Johnson was never the same player they didn't have offensive line Larry Fitzgerald does his best but he's an older receiver like what do you want the kid to do now he has to wait and see what's going to happen with Kyler Murray it's like the hands are tied with Arizona what are these guys what you know what are they going to do uh, uh, the thing you just don't know what this guy and I got to believe that some of these teams are calling thinking wow Arizona moved up to get him earlier last year they traded up to get Rosen and I think he has untapped potential and I'm with you guys I think he's a quarterback that will play with a chip on his shoulders if they do go with Murray he's going to have something that fuels him for the rest of his career yeah no no doubt I mean he did pop off when he was drafted last year that he was the fourth quarterback taking taken and three teams uh before the Cardinals made a mistake by not taking uh Josh Rosen so uh, yeah, I, I think the kid can play. I, I, I wrote earlier this week that they, they should, you know, try and trade down. Um, and failing that, they should sit where they are and take one of the best defensive players and, and basically come out of this draft with Josh Rosen and a great defensive player rather than Kyler Murray and nobody else. Uh, Cliff Kingsbury, how much power does Cliff Kingsbury have in this? I mean, he's he's a rookie coach. He comes in here. Generally, coaches aren't, you know, don't have the final decision. What is the the decision pecking order with the Arizona Cardinals? It's a great question in in this case because 
because Cliff Kingsbury didn't have any NFL coaching experience, he's deferred to general manager Steve Kime in almost in everything. Steve Kime helped him put together his staff to attract some veteran coaches. Um, you know, and he admitted to us last week in a press conference that he's relied heavily on time and drafting and he on time's drafting ability and determining the board. Um, but yet there is this relationship with Kyler Murray. And I, I have a hard time thinking that if Cliff, Cliff Kingsbury went to Steve Kime and team president Michael Bidwell and said, look, you, you hired me because it's, I'm an offensive coach and I'm an innovator and I want Kyler Murray as my quarterback. I, I think I'd have a hard time seeing those two saying, no, we're going to go a different direction. So if Cliff Kingsbury stands on the table and, and says, I want Kyler Murray, I think he'll get him. I just don't, I haven't seen any sign yet that that's in Kingsbury's DNA. It certainly hasn't been the relationship so far with, with him and Steve Kine, the general manager. You know, what's interesting too. You never know. I mean, remember when um, re- remember we thought, um, you know, Michael Vick in, in Philadelphia and, oh, Chip Kelly's going there and, oh, Nick Foles doesn't really fit the system. Nick Foles threw 27 touchdowns and had two interceptions only that year <laughs> in that system. Yeah. You know, Josh Rosen yeah, can throw the ball. Point. It's not crazy that he can't play in this system as well, right? <laughs> no, it's not crazy at all. And, and I think there's also a misconception that Cliff Kingsbury requires a running quarterback for that air raid offense. And if that's, that's just not true. He really didn't have that at Texas tech. Now, Patrick Mahomes can run and is very mobile, but I don't know that Patrick Mahomes, you know, ran for a ton of yards at Texas tech. That didn't happen. Most of his damage was done in the yeah. pocket and moving around and creating time for himself. So yeah, I, I think Josh Rosen is talented enough. He could be successful in this system and it's you know it's not going to be a total air raid offense there's going to be some elements of traditional nfl offenses in that i mean they, they've spent the last few months sort of meshing different kinds of systems and we you know none of us really know what this offense is going to look like ken summers uh with us ken we've only got about six seconds is kyler murray a cardinal thursday night yes or no <laughs> i say i said no for a while i'm Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Decisions continues. Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Uh, Boston Red Sox game uh, versus Detroit has been postponed officially. Officially canceled. There will be a doubleheader set for 105 uh, tomorrow afternoon. Game two, regularly scheduled for 7 10 uh, p.m. Eastern time. Those of Perfect. you with tickets uh, for today's uh, game, tickets will be valid uh, for game one of the doubleheader tomorrow afternoon, Cam. Excellent, Gabe. Gives us something else to bet on tomorrow. Love the afternoon action. <laughs> you Sorry. know what? It's selfish, had, but it's true. 
<laughs> I had so you're just happy there's a one o'clock game to bet on now tomorrow. Correct. Uh, um, I have I have a couple of parlays. I put the Red Sox in. I figure Chris Sale's got to win a damn game sometime, right? So yep. <laughs> um, now it's void. Well, well, yeah, I don't know what it means. So yeah, never happened not to me. Played, just void. Before. Yeah, you'll just well, go now, back there. Well, no, but it, now the other game just reverses back. The parlay. That's right. Yeah, now it's just the one game, game play on the other team. Yep. Correct. Correct. Yeah. So go whatever you got there. What's what? What game is that? Anything uh, but Dallas. Don't have Nashville the, uh, on it. Houston Astros. Oh, okay, fair enough. I'll cheer for you then. The other one yeah, I have own. is the uh, <laughs> Tampa Bay Rays. Oh yeah, Rays. Oh yeah, hear that, Gabe? Uh, we're in a Survivor Baseball pool. Uh, you know where you did? Where we should probably get one started. I think we had 169 teams uh, already eliminated. Billy the Doorman with Tampa Bay. All they needed was one win against Boston. <laughs> got swept. Apparently, 130-something teams are, like, gone already. Like, crazy stuff happened. People bet against Cincinnati. They were on fire against San Diego. A lot of upsets so so far in baseball, too, Gabe. A lot of underdogs uh, winning outright. It's uh, been cra- pretty crazy. I haven't seen that many people knocked out this early in a pool in a while. Well, we did remember last year, our baseball survivor, too. Nobody lasted more than two weeks. Everyone was out week Dude, one, and then we, week we two was over. Started. That's what I'm saying. We should get yeah. one started because you know we people start a gonna... new one for the, by the yeah, end yeah. of the week, yeah. I All like right. that. If people are in. Didn't you, uh, oh. did you win ours last time? No, no, I don't think I did. I think, uh, did, wasn't there like an eight-way tie? Didn't we all like break it up? Oh, that's time? it. Nobody and, and won I remember, because everybody lost. And then lost. I told you, put the money, and I said, put the money in something else. No, and no, that was something else. Or, that was, that was the 12, that was the, uh, the football survivor in which 12 people tied. Everyone got oh, eliminated yeah, the same yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, our survivor pool's not, <laughs> they put the brakes on quick. It's tough. Yeah, it's tough to win those bad boys. They they end pretty early, but I'm thinking well, remember the baseball I won, season's here. Let's do it. Remember I won $5,000 a couple of years ago in a survivor pool, but um, last year, dude, I got bounced in like week two or week three. It was pretty frustrating. It was really angry. <laughs> $5,000 pretty good, though. You're playing with I don't know if you recall, last year, basically, Pretty much everybody got eliminated right away, like including you. All of us did, right? Everyone got eliminated in week two or week three, and it was, it was so early. It was like, it was like, all right, let's uh, let's start another one. Let's start a new one. And I got eliminated in the first damn week of the new one, Cam. <laughs> I was like, yeah, this isn't meant to be this year. <laughs> yeah, those baseball elimination pools—they're harder than they look. They sound real easy, but they're not. Oh, yeah, let's no, get baseball's so rad. All right, yeah, well, we'll, yeah, gonna... we'll go for. You know, because soon the hockey playoffs are going to dwindle down and the basketball soon, it's going to be a lot more condensed. It's going to be all baseball. We need a little extra momentum uh, as the dog days of summer progress. All right. Uh, so we've got uh, the Capitals and the Canes uh, tonight. I, I was on the Washington Capitals on Saturday. It was one of my few wins uh, over the weekend. The so we can't cash take with the Caps. I, you know, I think that, listen, the Canes are a tough team to deal with on home ice cam. I think the uh, the Canes are going to be a low tonight. Tough game, real toss-up, but I got a small play, and I really did. I got smaller units uh, today because we took a beating the last couple of nights, and I like the board tomorrow night, so I'm sort of chipping away here, hoping for the best, and then we'll, you know, we'll try to get back on track tomorrow, but I got a small play on the Carolina Hurricanes here. Uh, tough game. I don't really know what to go. My initial lean was to say Washington. Uh, just because uh, they showed their, the, the way they can play the last game. Carolina's been great. They do have Sheshnikov coming back. That's going to help them out big time. 
Uh, Mrazek has been on fire earlier in the season. He kind of came down to earth. Uh, Washington really, really played well. Very tough game. I have a lean to uh, the Capitals game, but I'm not going to be betting a lot on this game. It's what you said. This game could go either way. Dallas is going to be my uh, hockey play tonight, but I'm not even 100% sure there, too. I feel the exact same way as you. Uh, I was on the Leafs uh, on the tonight. weekend, yeah. too. And, yeah, who, who knows? Like I've been on fire with this hockey. Like yeah. It's been one of the best runs I've ever been on, but I don't feel confident about these games anymore. The games used to come to me. Now they're not coming to me anymore. It means you know, I might have to just uh, lower the units and uh, hope for the best. Yeah, my life would be better right now if the, uh, if the Leafs would have won yesterday. Yes, yes. It, it would hurt. have been a lot it better hurt. for all of us. Oh, I know. I went harder yeah. on that game, too, with fandom. And that I thought they were going to close I, it out. Yeah, so did I. I. I was very confident. I had a really nice week, as you as you mentioned. I felt good going into the weekend. I go, let's put more on this game. You know, let's uh, really push all my chips in and there. And uh, every time I do that, something bad seems to happen. Lesson learned. The Leafs continually disappoint me when I need them to do something, but they'll show up game seven. It's weird. They almost play better on the road. They try not to do dumb things at home. They They just, they try to be too flashy. It doesn't work. Yeah, they seem to be more disciplined on the road. There's no, uh, there's no disputing that. Um, uh, we got Jr. Jeremy Rona coming on the morning show uh, tomorrow. Oh, nice, nice, nice. Talk, talk That's these games seven. Um, so yeah, the lines right now: the Carolina Hurricanes are minus one twenty-five, the Washington Capitals are plus one hundred five. I got a small play on the under five and a half as well, Cam. I think it'll be a uh, lower scoring game uh, this evening. Tight, tight checking, lower scoring game, and then uh, Nashville. Plus 120. And um, you know what? Money's coming in on Dallas because um, I played Nashville earlier in the day over at the FanDuel Sportsbook. And I'm looking at the number right now. I've got plus 115 on my ticket. And it's plus 120 right now. So they must be fading me, Cam. <laughs> uh, I don't know about that. I think people just know what Dallas did on home ice, buddy. And uh, they absolutely kicked their ass the last time they played. And I'll tell you something yep. about Dallas. Nashville's a team. They're very, very fast and skilled. But... When I look it up and down the lineup, I'm not afraid of anything Nashville does. Dallas has big, mean players that can suffocate a smaller team like the like Nashville. They're having problems with the with like Faxa and Hints and all these underrated players that Dallas has. Bishop can be trusted. Heiskanen's a very good young defenseman. Like all the parts, Dickinson. Like Dallas has all these role players that like thrive on like beating you down. And all their stars, Radulov, Ben, and Sagan have been good in the series. The Dallas Stars are scary because they can play all types of hockey. They're also very good in the faceoff. Jason Spezza is an older player, but he does all the little things well back in the lineup. He was a healthy scratch earlier. He knows he's going to have to play well to stay in this lineup because Dallas is deep. And I'll just tell you, hey, Nashville has the talent, but their first line hasn't shown up. Where's Joe Hansen and these guys? Arvidsson, he's supposed to be one of the better players in the league. Guy's been a ghost. If Nashville's players show up, their stars, they'll win the game, but they haven't so far. So I'm with Dallas. They're too inconsistent, the Nashville Predators, on a game-by-game like game basis. They're like the Leafs. Yeah, they are. It's a good comparison. They're very, very similar uh, to the Leafs. They just don't dig down deep enough. Uh, you know, like, I hate to say it, like, the Dallas wants it more, but Dallas is just digging deeper. You can just see they're, they're, they're just quicker to the puck. They're digging deeper. Yeah, and, you know, listen, Dallas uh, deserves credit. And I actually thought, Cam, but I said – you know, I like Nashville to go to the Cup, but it wouldn't surprise me if they lost in the first round and Dallas goes. Exactly. I think Dallas could go on a little bit of a run here, actually. But Colorado looked good, right. too, Cam. Colorado looked good, too. Yeah, you're right, Gabe. We can't bet on everybody, but I'm telling you, those crazy plays that I made in Vegas, my plays were Columbus, 
Dallas and St. Louis wow. is my crazy uh, plays. I know and you're like, alive at all three. I know it's been one of those crazy hockey things. Like it's almost like I'm just taking teams. I have a very simple theory for hockey teams with good goaltending and teams that can shut you down defensively. And I really like the blues because the, they have a, a toot style defense guys like Vince Duncan can play offense, but Colton Pareko, those guys are like pythons and they'll kill you in front of the net. And Bennington, as you mentioned, being a goaltender, he's not afraid of anything. Like that's the thing about hockey compared to, to basketball. Who's going to stop golden state. Maybe Houston and hockey. I can make a case for you're right. Gabe, you can make a case for Colorado, Dallas, Blues, hell, the Islanders. Would it surprise you if they went another round? When with Leonard playing like this, things crazy things are happening in hockey right now, man. Just it's who wants it more. You said it. Who's gonna dig deep? Updated uh, hockey futures right now. The uh, St. Louis Blues and Washington Capitals are now the favorites. Are you kidding? The Blues, me? <laughs> yeah, the Blues are six to one. Six to one. <laughs> yeah, oh what do you got? Right? Twelve to one. Yeah, That's they're six the to West. one right. There, I got no, no, I got ten to one in the West. Ten to one in the Washington, West. Washington Blues. All right, so yeah, they're six to one to win the cup. Washington to win to win the West right now. St. Louis Blues are plus two ninety. Wow, that is low. Colorado low. Avalanche are plus three eighty. Yep. Dallas Stars plus four thirty. It's not bad actually. That's worth that's worth a look. It's only a couple of more series. Like, you know what I mean? Plus four thirty. Vegas plus four thirty. San Jose Sharks, who are left for dead, Cam, a couple of nights ago, uh, plus 500. The Nashville Predators are 10 to 1 right now to win the Western Conference. Very uh, In the East, Washington Capitals plus 270. Columbus Blue Jackets plus 320. 320? Yeah. <laughs> Gabe, they were 35 40 to 1. For the cup before 16 to 18 in conference play. What do you have about 35 to 1 to win the cup? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 35 to 1 and 40 to 1. Twice. To win the cup right now, Columbus are plus 650. Wow. Insane. I might be be calling out, uh, you know, Harry Hedge. We got some trimming to do. I just need another round there because I start doing some math. I don't know if they're going to win the cup, but God, man. Those odds are horrible. You can't take Columbus. Yeah, they're they're bad odds. I don't, I don't, man. St. I don't Louis advocate Blues. that. Yeah, like I've like Blues never won a Stanley Cup before. They're six to one. Breaks on. on people. I'll tell you something. Out of those teams, you look at Vegas or San Jose. I'd be scared of both of those teams. And let me compare like, it to Vegas offshore. Me. Let me compare it to offshore. Yeah, let's go take let's a see look. if they're the same numbers here. All right, went outright. Wow, they I'm got even lower numbers. Washington lower. Capitals are plus five fifty. No. The Blues are plus 650 to win the cup. Come on. It's not Columbus. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Nice call. Got this song stuck in my head all weekend, actually. All right, let's do this. 
Uh, the morning after continues. We appreciate your patience. If you're on hold, we'll get back uh, to the phone lines. Uh, we've had a spirited uh, show so far, talking about the NFL draft and, of course, social issues uh, need to uh, arise. But uh, let's talk some um, let's uh, let's talk some Philadelphia 76er uh, basketball. We were talking about how crazy this um, this series has been. Probably the most entertaining uh, one. Keith Pompey. Uh, joins us. Philly Inquirer joins us uh, this morning. Keith, good morning, man. Thanks a lot for taking the time to be with us. Hey, good morning. Thanks for having me on the show. So I was reading, I was reading your column, and man, you're bang on because yeah, Joel Embiid's getting pretty good at getting people kicked out of games. <laughs> and, um, you know, it's to the point where I guess you know other teams, you're just going to have to sort of. Stay, stay, you know, stay composed when he does this. But he's three for three now in this. It's been a very, very emotional series. I'm going to be honest. I don't like the way, I don't like what he's doing. I don't like this starting crap and backing off all the time after the fact. But hey, it seems to be working for him right now. At least it's working against Brooklyn. Yeah, it is working. But he also has to be careful because. You know, he has, you know, two flagrant foul points, you know, for getting two flagrant foul ones. So if he, yep. you know, gets a couple more, he could be, you know, suspended. So, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, teams are going at him. He's going at teams. They're reacting. They're getting ejected. But if he gets ejected, that's going to be a huge loss for the Sixers. What kind you know, of growth? So he has to be careful. What kind of growth uh-huh. has there been? Because... You know, look in game one, they were, they were booing, and the player said, hey, you can't boo after every missed shot. Philadelphia always seems so fragile to me from afar, Keith, in which if everything's coming together for them, they could be really, really good. But it seems like they drift quickly. Um, there's always, the, you know, the question marks, is the, is the coach the right guy for the job? But when things are going well for them, they're a tough team to deal with. It really is amazing, like – how good they can be, and how close they are to danger as well at the same time, <laughs> if that makes sense. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we won't really know anything until until the second round, you know, because but let's be honest. I mean, they're the third seed. The Sixers are, are a good team. You know, they're, they're supposed to beat you know, they're supposed to beat the Brooklyn Nets. I mean, they are. And, you know, but when they go to the second round, that's when everything is going to get real. That's when, that's when we're going to find out, you know, if, if Brett Brown is, is actually the guy for this job. You know, we're going to find out how guys do, you know, when the going gets rough because it's going to be magnified. You know, we're going to find out more about Ben Simmons if he improved. We're going to find out if Jimmy Butler, you know, if, if he's the leader of this team. And if J.J. Redick and Tobias Harris can, you know, withstand the pressure that they're going to get. So, you know, right now, I, I, you pose a great question, but we won't know anything until, you know, they play the Toronto Raptors in the second round. Yeah, I got to ask you, you know, Keith, we talked about this a little bit earlier, and I was thinking that, you know, Joel Embiid is becoming the face of the Philadelphia Sixers, and it just seems to me like him, of all people, really could use a veteran presence on the team, somebody to kind of help him navigate through this maturation process right now because, I mean, it's nice when he goes up there and tells us that, you know, Dudley's a fool, he's this, he's that, but, you know, long-term, really, as the face of an organization, probably not the best way to handle it moving forward. Well, you know what, and you can say that, but you can't. But here's the thing about um, Joel Embiid. 
I, you know, I remember, and I'm just going to say this, I remember when Allen Iverson was a rookie, when well, he was a second-year player, and I remember how there was Charles Barkley and um, and Michael Jordan who basically said, you know what, look how he dresses. You know, this guy is different. He's kind of like, they didn't come out and say he's destroying the game, but they, they wanted them to act more professional. And he was mm-hmm. like, hey, I'm a young guy. I'm going to be who I am. And then next thing you know, years later, all the guys that came in the league were tatted up. They had the pants sag. They had the braids. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and, mm. and so I'm saying this to say, like, you know, a lot of people yeah. say, you know, you look at this guy. He's different. He's going about it. He's breaking all the rules, right? But then after a while, it's like you just have to accept it. You know what I'm saying? So, mm. you know, I get what they're saying, a veteran presence, this and that. But it's one of those things when he's on the court, he backs up his words. Now, the only thing that people can say about him that's true is like, hey, but, you know, you, you've been injury prone. But when he's out there on the court, he backs up his words, you know. So, yeah. you know, as far as a veteran presence helping him out with that, I think he'll be just fine. A player that I thought saved the Sixers on Saturday and a guy that maybe it's not in the box score, but a guy just seems to me, and I had money on Brooklyn, Keith, all right? Of course, legally mm-hmm. at FanDuel Sportsbook in New Jersey. But um, is Mike Scott. Big-ass three mm-hmm. hit, man. Like, he, he's been very timely with just making plays in this series. You're exactly right. Like, you know, as, as much as we want to talk about Tobias Harris, we want to talk about J.J., you know, we want to talk about the Sixers starting lineup. You know, Mike Scott has to play well for the 76ers to win you know, win a playoff series and, and basically win games. His first game that they played, game one, you know, the Sixers lost. Mike Scott was one for eight on threes. You know, after that, he's been playing well. And, and again, you know, because let's face it, they do have a great bench. But, um, excuse me, a great starting lineup is the bench is where they struggle. So guys like Mike Scott, um, James Ennis, and Bobine, they really have to produce, and Mike Scott has been carrying his weight since game one. How do you think this goes down um, tomorrow? Uh, Philadelphia closes is out. Brooklyn, Brooklyn's giving it her all. They're just like, it seems to me they're a power forward away. They just, you know, they're getting beat up on the blocks here, but it's nice to see this, this birth of Brooklyn basketball right now. Another team to be rivals with in a division, and they can start to get some things going. But this Brooklyn Philly, it's been a fun, fun series. But do you think it comes to an end tomorrow night? I do. I do. I think it comes to an end. I, I think, you know, Brooklyn losing game four was really a dagger, you know, for the um, for the Nets. Um, I, I, I do believe it is a fun series. I mean, the thing about Brooklyn that I will say is, you know, the Brooklyn is kind of like the, the Sixers' little brother. And what I mean by that is, you know, a lot of people are telling them how big and bad they are. But the little brother's like, look, dude, I shared a bedroom with you. I know I, I know you're not that tough, and I'm going to try. <laughs> and that, you know, and, and that's what they do. Yeah. The problem is you can't beat your brother over a long period of time. Now, you may sucker punch him and daze him once, but – you know, at this particular time, you're just not strong enough to beat them in a in a sustained fist fight. And I think that's just what it is. But, you know, if I'm Brooklyn, I'm looking at this series and I'm saying, I need another presence, and uh, you know, a big presence. I need some guys with girth. And, and then we'll be able to contend with the Sixers in due time because they have some young, talented pieces. 
No, they it, really do. It, it, it's interesting, Keith, too. I know a lot of people are saying, listen, you've already proven that you can beat Brooklyn without Joel on the court. Is there any possibility you think of maybe Joel sitting out, kind of resting up here this next game, taking, you know, they can close it out and then give him a little extra rest? You know, it's funny. You know, Brett Brown was asked about that actually before um, game game four. And, you know, he was like, nah, we're not going to do that. You know, I understand it. it, it it's great. But, you know, we, we basically we're not going to sleep on anyone or, or sleep on Brooklyn. And they're also looking at it like, you know what, if they go out here and if MB's able to play and he plays and if they go out there and win, you know, they'll, they'll be off on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, you know, possibly even Saturday and Sunday. So it's one of those things where they can be able to rest them then as opposed to basically saying, uh-oh, we're going to need you for um, a game a game six. And then if that goes wrong, we're definitely going to need you for seven. So I think that it's one of those things where they're in the mindset, like if you're able to play, you're going to play because, you know, we, we really want to rest for a few days afterwards. Hey, Keith, before we get you out of here, Keith Pope, Philly Inquirer uh, with us. One thing I think we're really lucky that didn't happen on Saturday was another malice at the palace situation. Um, man, that was real close to the fans. And fortunately, you're you're close to sort of the richer fans there that might have um, might have more patience than than some fans would have would have in a in a, in a situation like that. But it was real close to the crowd, man. And all it takes is one or two fans getting involved, and then all hell breaks loose. Keith, we're lucky you didn't get to that on Saturday afternoon. Yeah, you're right. You're right. And again, it was funny because, like you said, we were they were closer to some of the richer fans. Exactly. Like they yeah. got out there before. You know, they got. I mean, they were gone. It was. I like, noticed that the seats were empty. I was like, yeah, yeah, you're right. <laughs> you know, what I mean, it was, it was, it was, it was one of those things where I was like, hey, man, I, uh, those seats were full a second ago. Like when the <laughs> came, they were like clear. You know what I mean? I was like, whoa. You know what I mean? But uh, hey, when you're from yeah, Brooklyn, when you're from Brooklyn, Keith, you 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 get good at knowing when uh, when stuff's about to hit the fan. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But you know, it it was one of those things. I mean, it, it, yeah, they they kind of avoided something, and and I also think that's why you know they had to give out the fines, they had to do all the things they had to. You know, uh, I'm like you know, one could argue like, hey, maybe they could have suspended a guy a game because of that, you know, because it spilled over into the crowd. But exactly, you know, like you said, those fans got out of there quick, fast, and early. <laughs> hey, Keith, thanks a lot for taking the time to be with us this morning, man. Hey, thanks for having me, fellas. Enjoy the rest. Yeah, of let's the day. let's do it again. I'm a Raptor fan, so that's thing. It's gonna get real next week, man. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. Yeah, a lot to talk about too. Hey, we'll definitely do it again. Thanks for the time, bro. All right, thank you. Bye. There's uh, Keith Pompey yeah. with his Philly, uh, Philly Inquired. Yeah, Joe, I'm telling you, it was basically in the stands, but it's true. It's, a, you know, and it's Brooklyn. It ain't cheap to sit there, right? So it's basically like, those are like $1,000, $1,500 seats, oh, yeah. Joe. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. You know, the best move was chicks. the dad with the toddler. Did you see the dad holding the little kid on his lap who just who took off hard left, man, picked up the kid and ran? It was it was a great move, man. He, like, wasn't he wasn't hanging around waiting to see who else came in there. Aren't you getting back home to the wife? How's the game? Oh, it was awful. We nearly got killed by a bunch of seven-feet dudes. <laughs> <laughs> 
Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Network countdown to the National Football League draft uh, is on, and uh, there's a lot of uh, smoke screens uh, out there uh, right now. Very smoky in the room, Cam. It's like an old uh, old school pool hall. Yeah, yeah you got to you, you know, you got to blow. Yeah, you got to wave the smoke as you walk. You walk through. It's a lot, lot of smoke out there right now, and this is a team that we didn't talk about as far as Josh Rosen is concerned, and. I'm seeing now that there's a little bit of talk about this, that the Cincinnati Bengals could be in play for Josh Rosen, which would make sense as well. I hope so. I hope they're in play because, you know, Andy Dalton, that era is gone. Uh, We had Driscoll come in last year. He's uh, more of a serviceable backup. He's not like a true starter. So, yes, you would hope that that Cincinnati, they need a whole new uh, facelift, Gabe. They need need to change the whole thing. They need a lot of things. yeah, they do. The Bengals are, it's kind of like a car, like my car. They don't need just an oil change. They need a new radiator. You know, they got a leak here. Like, there's a lot of things going on. There's five to six problems or more with them. So, you'd hope they do that. Hey, breaking news, too. We have a John uh, Bobbitt situation in Toronto. A woman cuts off a man's penis and uh, then jumped from a seventh-story uh, building. Uh, this uh, is going to be uh, going on right now, according to different reports. Uh this woman cut off a man's penis and is on the run, and this man is uh, reportedly in life-threatening condition at Sunnybrook, Sunnybrook Hospital. Yeah, Great yeah, news. but, uh, yeah, no, I talked about this earlier in the day, Cam, and, uh, yep. well, she jumped off the balcony after. Yeah, crazy, eh? Yeah, so on? she jumped off the balcony. I think it was, like, seven floors, too. Yeah, seven floors. Pretty, pretty hardcore. Yeah, seven floor yeah. balcony? I, that's what I'm saying. Like, usually they don't make that uh, that jump here, so... Wow. Yeah. I hope they get to update the story a little bit more. Craziness. Well, she's she's in the hospital. I guess they're both in the hospital at this yeah. point. That would make both. sense. I don't. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, she must be pretty messed up from jumping off a seven-floor balcony. You would think. Not as, not as messed up as the dude. Yeah, the guy was uh, running around the apartment complex after asking, screaming for help. He was naked. I'm just wondering, like, did she take the penis with her when she jumped off the balcony? Excellent. Like, did Gee, she throw it off the balcony? Good. That's why you're a great like, investigative reporter. Like, I need to know. Yeah, where's like, the penis? Bobbitt, remember, Bobbitt where's the penis? penis? Yeah, the penis is probably loose in a bush. Like, you're not going to get it That's what I'm saying. So she like, cut it done. off and jumped off a balcony. Did she throw it off the balcony? Did she take it with her? He needs like, to know, you know and get that penis on ice, post that, to, to save it. Because if, it, uh, if it's sitting there in the sun all day, uh, it's over. Right? Wonder what like, I wonder what he did to piss her off that much. Oh, that's such a like, but honestly, you do that to a guy. That's like that. That's so bad. Like anything but that. You know, you'd rather be stabbed anywhere rather than. I there. imagine. I imagine it's attempted murder. I mean, you cut uh, something yeah, well, junk yeah. off. Yeah, I I think so. I I, should I, I, I would yeah, definitely. And for not telling him where it is, there's only a, a window of time to get that thing back to like sew it back on right like it just can't be lingering in like in a parking lot or in a bush 
<laughs> These are the things we're re- thinking about, Gabe. You're I right. never like, really. Where is the rest of it? Where is it? Yeah, I, I don't even think it? you realize. I don't really even realize you realize the pun there, Cam, in which we're talking about a penis, and you're saying, where is yeah. it? Stuck in the bush? Bush? <laughs> <laughs> it could be anywhere. The bush? The parking I have, garage? Who knows? I have a feeling that's why it got cut off, because he stuck it in yeah. a bush. In the bush. And, 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 yeah, and... and in a, uh, in a forest he shouldn't have. That's true. Shouldn't have gone in that forest. Creepy. Oh, dude, Toronto's a crazy place, man. There's always something oh, crazy I told you, You're happier there. It's safer now. You're safer. 